Hey, this is your boy JB, host of the Young Whippersnapper Podcast. How you guys doing? Welcome back. Welcome me back. Clap for me if you're listening. Thank you. Clap for you. <laughs> I'm here with a special guy. Oh my guy. This wow. is my guy. This is the intro, huh? This is my guy. <laughs> my guy, Mike. Talk to them, Mike. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, guys? This is the real Mike Wilson. My and guy. I'd love to introduce you guys to a new podcast with me and the one and only Jermaine Bain. Um, should, should I introduce who you are? Should I just introduce who I am? Like, Y'all know who I am. This is this is the guy though. Wait, no, who are you then? I'm Jermaine Bain, you know, host of the Young Whippersnapper podcast. What is a Young Whippersnapper podcast? We talk about all lit shit. We talk about all fly shit. We talk about positive energy shit. We keep our day going. We talk about, you know, positive things to keep our minds and spirits in a good vibe. I like that. Right? And yep. this 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 collab right here with yeah, this, this collab. With, with my guy, the real Mike Wilson is going to be phenomenal. I, I appreciate that. So, uh, yeah, I'm the real Mike Wilson, and this is the Faces Podcast, which is a podcast dedicated to uh, kind of unpacking my book, collection of short stories, there you go, and poems called Faces. And Faces. I asked, <laughs> that's the deep slow. And I asked the uh, probably the best podcaster I've ever known. We've done two interviews together on Young Whip uh, Young Whippersnapper podcast, yes, sir. And yeah, I was like, would you like to talk to me about stories from faces? And yeah. he was like, hell yeah. Absolutely. Don't say it. Absolutely. With a little bit of touching and hugging, you know, sometimes I get a little bit too much. Um, but <laughs> We're about six feet apart, guys. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're COVID standards right now. When, it, when, we, when we record, he has a rule. I'd be six feet apart. God bless him. <laughs> uh, so today's story is the first story in the book called Dirty Laundry. And for those who are wondering, if you want to get Faces, Faces is on Amazon uh, under Michael E. Wilson Jr. Uh, And if you didn't, that's fine, because you're going to hear it here. Just tell all your friends to listen to this. There you go. Uh, And with that said, the first story is Dirty Laundry. And Dirty Laundry is a story about college roommates that I had, about a really grotesque college roommate. And before we get into the story, I want to know if JB had any stories about roommates. (sighs) Listen... Roommates, I had my brother. My brother was my first roommate. Let's just get that out the Ooh. way. Oh, right. Well, you mean like childhood thing, or like you moved out and lived together? Because like my brother and my sister were my roommates growing up, but like in adulthood, both. Really? Okay. Okay. okay boom. So mom had house. You know, houses. Gotcha. Yeah, your mom's balling. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she does good for her stuff. God bless her. Yeah. Um. So my brother, man. Oh man. You know, we, we shared a room. We understood each other. Gotcha. Also, is it safe to talk about him? Yes, God bless. Okay. Love you. Love you, my guy. <laughs> my guy, my guy. Um, so, yeah, we lived, you know, brother, um, you know, little brother, bigger brother. I am the little brother. Gotcha. Even though I am huge. You're about 6'2", six, 6'2", two, six, six, two and 330 lovely pounds. Okay. You know what I'm saying? All of it. God bless me. Um, so, yeah, it... Sometimes it just came to like, oh, you know, he's the big brother. I'm the little brother. I got more space. Yeah. Nah, it don't work that way. Oh, okay. It's equal space. Okay, Thank that's you so good. Much. You want some equal yeah. space? I might need more space because I'm a bigger dude. Gotcha. And I might need. Is he not six two three three? No, no, no. He's a little bit. Okay. Oh, he's a little bit. He's a little bit. Wow. If All you right. don't know what a little bit is, kind of a little bit above a snack. <laughs> You just called your brother a little bit more than snack. Right? Hey, I told him to his face. God bless him. Right? So he's a little bit, he don't have that much weight, probably about one, 175. 175, all right. About 5'9". 
All right. Well, actually, so, I mean, I, I just recently found out I'm only about 170 right now. So mm. I'm tiny, apparently. I don't look it, though. Like, I'm six feet. And I, you know. He's, he's, he's six foot. You know, he's, he, he's, Mike looks athletic. Oh, man. You're just trying to give me a lady. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, God bless you. <laughs> Ladies, pile on. Single and ready to mingle. Stupid. <laughs> um, but. That was probably one of my, you know, I wouldn't say my only, because college I didn't really have a, I didn't, you know, went to Kingsbury Community College. Gotcha. It was back home in school, MTA shit. Well, what's, so, you know, in Dirty Laundry, there's a very particular thing, which we'll get into mm-hmm. about, like, a stinky roommate, right? And I'm not saying your brother was stinky, but what's a thing, what was the point of contention between you and your brother when you were roommates? Cleaning. Cleaning? Cleaning. W- the contention was on your end or his end? I'm a really messy guy sometimes. <laughs> it was on your end. <laughs> I'm a really messy guy. You know, being the younger brother, sometimes you just don't listen to your older siblings. And... That's true. I'm a middle child. I have yeah. an older brother. I definitely have those moments. You're cool. just like, fuck what you say. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Tell mommy <laughs> to tell me something. Then you can holler at me. I've done that a lot. <laughs> so um, Definitely guilty. Definitely guilty of, of my actions. But, you know, sometimes you, you see somebody do something on purpose and you be like, yo, okay, I'm a, you want to do that little petty shit? I'm going to do something a little nastier. Fair. <laughs> But that, those are my experiences. Um, haven't had the chance to to live with a, a roommate, maybe like a like a stranger from gotcha, out there. Yeah. Um, that's kind of that's, that would be really new to me. But oh, uh, gotcha. So let me tell you then. Break so, it down to me, when you might. Dirty laundry is a story of living with strangers. Uh, it's a story of a kid from Bed Stuy Bushwick who goes over to. Uh, West Haven, Connecticut, for the University of New Haven, mm. and he's uh, living with not one, not two, not three, but four other dudes. Oh. It is a suite, what they called it, a suite, so it was like, you had one room, then you had like a common area that connected it, which was like the living room and the bathroom, and then you had the other portion, which had like, uh, I think two other people in there, so... Where I was was a bump bed mm. uh, with a guy who I can't think of the character's name, but I, I remember the real person's name, and I don't want to say it. Uh, but it was me, the guy who was on the bump bed with me, and then the other dude. Gotcha. Um, and so the story kind of focuses on majorly the, us three. So if you're ready, we'll let people listen to it, and yeah. I, we'll, we'll talk about it in a bit. Just dive in it. All right, perfect. Dirty Laundry. I still think Cookie was innocent, even when they handcuffed him. He looked so scared, though he didn't tremble or anything. His melancholy expression gave it away. I remember he said it would be alright and not to worry. I had better things to do than worry about him. He gave me a bronze, sun-shaped wall ornament while he was packing his things. He grabbed the most sentimental thing he could part with. I still have it hanging in my living room over a decade later. I still remember Cookie, too. He stood at 6'5", but he was nearly 300 pounds. The cross player, DJ, and the most popular drug dealer on campus. I still remember the day we met. It was the 28th of August in 2007. My bunkmate, Donald, was a workout fanatic. He would say, I used to be a fat kid with a sassy matter-of-fact inflation. I was greeted by a handshake and took the last open bed, the bottom bunk by the door. My social status was decided. The lone bed by the window was taken by Cookie, who was out of the room but already unpacked and settled in. His laptop took ownership of the only desk available. When Cookie came in, he looked about and saw that I was nervous and confused. Ruben scared me. College scared me. Cookie told me his name. 
He hated his name. He asked me to call him Cookie instead. He asked everyone to call him Cookie. We shared love for music, and so we played music loudly on a daily basis. We would rap along to Jay-Z and Method Man. He was a wise counsel, even that day. He said I'd do fine. Of course, I could have, but I didn't. The room was a suite, so as the three of us took up the three beds in the west wing, there was a single restroom dividing us from the east wing. The east wing was occupied by a New Englander named Greg and a New Yorker from Long Island named Bob. Greg was a tall, slender winter sports fanatic, while Bob was a small Irish kid with a pink face and serious anger issues. Greg became my best friend when we managed to sneak drinks into the dorm. He would sob and tell me about his best friend who committed suicide. He didn't understand why he would shoot himself. Neither did I. All I could offer was a shoulder and friendship. Greg gladly obliged. The four of us became inseparable, that is, Cookie, Greg, Bob, and I. Where our schedules met, we ate together, played intramural soccer and volleyball, and we listened to music over illegal beers by day, smuggled Smirnoff in the evening. We were a band of blood brothers bound on having fun. He wanted no parts. Over a week's time, we made a pact. Donald was the enemy. Donald was smelly, rude, and arrogant, all the makers of an arch-villain. We find ourselves, much like little girls, gossiping over his dirty laundry. Donald would hang up his clothes in the room after a workout. Febreze was our best friend. I was too timid to approach him. He spoke very softly but sternly, like my mother. When I tried to bargain with him, Donald insisted that he was right. Being a 4.0 student, he would argue semantics worse than Seinfeld's witty quartet. His hands were swinging from his hips to his shoulder. His eyes quickly dilated when his actions were questioned. His head trembled. All of this was followed by uncontrollable laughter. It baffled him that we would question his motives. Cookie tried to reason with him. Donald would roll his eyes and rebuttal with, I don't complain about your music. After a while, he knew none of us liked him. He'd say things like, I'm used to nobody liking me. I'd say, you're not that bad. Just try to be a little friendlier. He did try. He failed. He was short-tempered and unbearably sarcastic about everything. The rest of the guys never tried to like him. Cookie liked everyone, except Donald. Young Whippersnapper is a podcast about life, love, sports, news, and more with host JB. He invites friends and families to chop it up and spread the love. Dropping gems is the usual routine. Listen today on Apple, Google, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Cookie was the most popular guy on campus. Everyone knew him. He was the drug guy. He told me an earnest apology. I just smiled and said, that's your business. Give it outside the room and your secret is safe with me. We always had visitors. They always came for Cookie. Well, they came for his treats. Marijuana was his specialty, though I'm sure he sold pills. Many of his customers had dark eyes and sloth-like demeanor. Anything for a good night, I suppose. Donald didn't like the visitors. Donald didn't like Cookie either. Donald liked books, working out in dirty laundry. One night he complained, Why he selling in here for? I shrugged, not caring at all for the path this conversation was sure to take. If that was you or I selling, we'd been arrested by now. He was remarking on the both of us being black and the other three roommates being white. I thought nothing of his statement or his thoughts. He went up in a racist diatribe preaching equality. He had a reason to be mad at Cookie. He was innocent. The following day went as usual. I woke up, showered, and went to class. When I returned to the room, there were officers talking to Cookie. Don't bother him. He knew nothing about it, Cookie quickly exclaimed. They asked me to leave the room. 
I went to see my girlfriend across the hall. She was worried and confused. I was worried I knew what happened. Cookie's last day on campus was the saddest day for all of us, including Donald. I cried that day, and so did all of the campers. Cookie hugged each of us Bye, goodbye. Cookie. Greg, <laughs> Bob, and even my girlfriend and her roommates. He didn't hug Donald. He hated Donald. That was the day he gave me the sun-shaped wall ornament, the one hanging in my living room. Cookie wasn't convicted, but as I understand, he gets into a little trouble here and there. He was like that. He, he liked to have fun. He never hurt anyone. He never meant to, at least. Donald apologized to me. I don't remember what I said. From that day on, Donald didn't speak to me or anyone else in the room. Greg still got drunk with Bob and I, and he still cried, and he was still my best friend on campus, but Donald didn't hang up his dirty laundry anymore, though he continued to work out every day. He knew Cookie would like that. All right, so that's Dirty Laundry. Um, I know that you had, you know, wrote down some questions, had some thoughts and concerns, but what I want to know is, like, your general, uh, like, immediate feedback from the story. What did you think about Dirty Laundry as a whole? I think on a literary level, you know, how how did the story move you? From somebody that's great, great, great story, Mike. I appreciate it. Guy does a great job. Can't You can't make this shit up. Um, I mean, you could. That's what writing is. You could. Is. That's what writing is. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, you, you, gave, you gave me an inside look of how it would be to, if you haven't lived with a stranger as in a roommate setting, this story gives you a little bit of insight of how it could be a little bit when you're li- living with so much different personalities. I appreciate that, yeah. You know what I mean? So I love it. I love the insight. There's a couple questions I had. You know, when, when, when me and Mike sit down, and he gives me some uh, material to look into and we can sit down and talk about. I, I listen to it more than once. It's, this is three or four times of listening. This is true. This uh, JV is a beast, man. This uh, it, To to kind of sidebar a little bit, uh, going back to uh, Young Whippersnapper, I actually received the best interview I've ever received on my music with Jermaine. And if you guys don't listen to any other episode of Young Whippersnapper, which you should, you have to at least listen to the episode where he interviews the real Mike Wilson because... The questions he asked me, the the depth, like it was, it was tight. So yeah, yeah you you you're like a researcher when it comes to this stuff. Listen, I, when you're doing podcasting, you can ask any podcaster out there. And sorry to sidebar too a little bit, you know. But when you're doing podcasting and somebody gives you some material, their their personal, their personal, like Mike's album was, it came from the heart. It was written. This this is something that when artists do their music, it comes from a special place. Absolutely. So when they give it to you to over to review. It's something that you want to, you really want to have honor in doing. I appreciate that. So going through every verse, going through every line, was it was important. The gotcha. same way how this this uh, the story is important. So, you know, one of the questions I have for you, you're ready to dive. Let's in. go for it. Let's go for it. Um, so you, they gave the bottom bunk, the bottom bunk. So it, you said it messed it, it messed with your social. Yes, which was a bit of a uh, so it, it defined my social status. So there's always been. At least I believe that this is idea that especially in like college roommate type of thing, the bottom bunk means like, you know, you're underneath this other person who could gotcha. be having whatever type of experiences in their bed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more of like a 90s kind of reference um, to the idea of like social status of loser. I'm right by the door. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, like gotcha. I'm not not really in the space. I'm not really owning the space. Well, Cookie, the other character who was on near the window, the one window in our side, gotcha. he also had the desk, mm. right? So he had his own actual complete space. And here I am 
sharing another space with a guy, but I'm like on the subsidiary level of the shared space. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like where that comes from. You got to say God bless Cookie, man. I, I, I love Cookie and this little... Oh, Cookie, cookie even little. to this day, like I haven't spoken to Cookie in forever. Since you're here, this sun ornament, I've had this sun ornament since I was 18 years old. Okay. He gave it to me after this entire event happened. He, it, was, it was the one thing he partnered with. That's what I say in the story about the gotcha. sun ornament. Gotcha. And, you know, my journey to this place has been really interesting, but... Uh, when I moved here, one of the first things I put up was a sun ornament in like honor of just how sweet of a human being he was. Nice, yeah, that's dope. What was Cookie's name? You never got a chance to break that in. So I don't like saying people's names when I write stories, but because it is a more positive telling of an experience on his right. behalf, at least, um, his name is Patrick Kuchenbrot. Come again. <laughs> He does not like his name either, which is why everyone calls him Cookie. I just want you to say that one more. His, his first, whatever the last, whatever. Patrick Kuchenbrod. Kuchin. <laughs> Broad. Yeah. Man. Kuchin God bless the name. My good brother, I understand why you want to be called Cookie. Gucci? Listen, he's a 6'5", 300-pound Irish dude. We're not like, worried he's about, out here. God bless you. Us 300-pound guys can have a quality conversation about your name, <laughs> Mr. Uh, Kuchenbrod. Uh, but God bless you. Um, but yeah, no, that's Patrick Kuchenbrod. That was that was the guy. He was a, he was such a sweet gentleman. Um, just happened to be a drug dealer, like so many kids oh, in the hood. You know, this listen. It's it's always good to know the drug dealer, man. I mean, it's always. In what good. context do you feel it's always good to know the drug dealer? As a user, uh, <laughs> not as a user. No, I would say as a guy that just knows a guy that knows a lot of that knows a lot of people. The okay. connections that he might develop while you guys were roommates. You never know. People to do your homework. People to... No. He must I have mean, had a couple of them doing his homework. So, he was in the... the story, I mentioned that he had some customers who had sloth-like demeanors. I remember this one young man. I never got yeah. his name. Mm. But uh, he, he... Essentially, very Nepo baby vibes. You know what I mean when I say <laughs> Nepo baby? Correct. You know? Correct. Okay. Yeah. I get you. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean, so many of us, including him, his father was like a chief or something for like a police department. So he oh, got slapped really? on the wrist like a motherfucker. Um, so, yeah, I mean. Wow. And again, he had a good heart. So that's nothing against him. But that's a reality of the situation. Like they could do certain things mm-hmm. and essentially didn't really affect them. Um, so when you, when, that's why I was like, you know, it's good to know the drug dealer or whatever. I'm like, well, you know, he, he knew people. These people weren't of any particular value for me at the time. Yeah. But I'm sure that those connections have done him well in life. Yeah, right. <laughs> or at the very least, you know, again, these were kids who had a certain level of privilege who were allowed to fuck up. Yeah, you know, and that didn't really hurt them. You, 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 Greg and Bob. Greg and Bob. Yes. You talked about smuggling, smuggling in bears and. Yes. 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 Break that down. You know, you, you're talking about something that, you know. So, uh, anybody who's ever lived on the campus, especially freshman and sophomore year, um, you know, the the idea of that freedom to, like, drink and party because mm-hmm. you're not with your parents or whatever. Right. Um, it's always persistent. People get fake IDs. People mm. talk to upperclassmen who buy their drinks and then whatever. There's usually, or at least in that building, I'm not going to say usually, it's been a long time, but... And that building is usually like a residential person. Okay. Who's usually one of the upperclassmen who kind of checks for a certain like weird activity. Uh, but yeah, yeah, if you were friendly, you had the right size bag, mm-hmm. you could put your six pack in there and you bring mm. it up to your room and nobody was none the wiser, you know? Um, 
And that happened often. I mean, these guys would drink, man, like 13 beers in a night. Like, 13 yeah. beers. I'm, I'm telling you, I've seen these gentlemen between 13 and 18, between the both of them, and literally each. Like, mm. they would do 13 or 18 beers. Um, one of them is, like, happily married. He's about to have a baby. And the other one got kicked out of school for being an alcoholic, trying to fight my girlfriend at the time, got kicked off the oh. soccer team. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, one kid was having the time of his life and the other kid essentially destroyed his life. So it just Jeez. depends on the person, really. God bless both of them. Yeah. Oh, beautiful stuff. But you know what? And- <laughs> beautiful stuff. <laughs> one motherfucker got kicked out for drinking too much. Beautiful and the other side is married and having about to have a child. Beautiful shit, man. There's the lows and highs of life. You know, sometimes you just gotta, you know. Yeah. You know, go, I appreciate, I appreciate the perspective. Yeah. That's That balance is important. There you go. Now, there was one bad apple between... The mix of you guys, like you said, you guys started off. It was well. I feel like I feel like there were two bad apples. Uh, The gentleman who was definitely a drunk and like got kicked out of school. But yes, the the other bad apple, which is weird, uh, not to fully cut you off, but because Mm -hmm. his bad appleness came from a different place, right? It came from his inability to work and collaborate with the roommates. Because the other guy, he worked and collaborated with us. He right, was just, right. had a problem. Um, and this guy, he just refused to collaborate personality with us. Personality issue. Oh my God, huge. Oh my God. Don't you wish you could just cut them open, take the personality out, put something back in and just close them up like a surgeon? That's very visual. <laughs> Raise anatomy, my guy. Is that what they do in Grey's Anatomy? Is that yeah, what it's yeah, about? Changing yeah, personalities? It's a, hospital, it's a hospital show about 19 seasons now. and 19 you, seasons. You know what I mean? You, you know, it's, it's all about surgery, man. Okay. If you could just take a kidney out, like a, just like a personality, just cut them this open. This is starting to feel like a real black market conversation. You know what? Let's just go back to talking about Donald. <laughs> or, you know, um, what are you talk- doing with kidneys? I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's talk about his personality, how it made you guys feel uncomfortable. So Donald was interesting because Donald was very sassy. He was around my mm. height at the time. He was he was a built guy. He was um he was in the gym all the time. He used to be fat, as I say in the story. God bless. Um and he I mean that was like a self proclaimed thing. He's like, I used to be a fat kid. When you say sassy, was he gay? Was he did you Well, did, so uh, because of many of my friends and allyships that I have with the gay community, I'm not okay. gonna equate sassiness with gay. Okay. But Great. I know that it's something that can be equated to gay. Right. The thing with him was is that he generally came, of course, extremely feminine. Um, okay, okay. Like he, he just had this kind of like very feminine, very which is weird because it was a weird balance. He was a bookworm mm. who loved the work out. Who always put up his dirty laundry, who was extremely sassy and feminine. Wow. So, again, when you kind of think of your run of the mill idea of what a college roommate room looks like, gotcha. especially if you're going off of 90s and 2000 films, right. mm-hmm. hypothetically, uh, that's not the picture that would be painted. However, none of us had a problem with the way he portrayed himself. That wasn't the issue. Okay. It okay. was the fact that we're like, hey, People in the hallway can smell our room because you put up your dirty gym clothes. Wow. And we would like you to change this like habit. It's like, I'm not changing anything for you guys, like kind of thing. And it was like, bro, uh, we would go to lunch or do food things or whatever in general. We, we always try to hang out together. He would turn us down almost all the time. Um, he was generally rude and kind of just talking about somebody behind their back almost on a daily basis. Oh, that calls like, an ass whooping. I mean, he just had consistent unfriendly tendencies mm. um so the dirty laundry was just like the opening of it and then everything else was like 
You're making this very difficult for me to like you. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. The fact that um, the dirty Alonjo having guests over, maybe having other uh, classmates over, and you absolutely man living with strangers might be it is different, and it's, it's different and something you have to be geared up to do. Absolutely. And I think you were geared up from that from from an early age. Well, for yeah, Fred. So like you know, like a lot of kids going off to college, uh, mm-hmm. seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, so. That was very new for me because I had only lived with my siblings and my parents. Mm, so you. that was like, it was culture shock in every way. Got you. Yeah. Got you. You talk about Cookie, the dope man. <laughs> Cookie, the dope man. Yes. Right. So in, in the story, you talk about waking up or even coming back into the to the room. Well, coming back into it and there's a bunch of police and officers a, talking to break him. Break that down. Talk to me. Guys. So yeah. if I remember correctly, I walk in and I'm like. I see cops inside the room, and they all kind of look at me as I open the door. And then, like, Cookie kind of looks at me, and he goes, don't bother him. He knew nothing about it. And they were like, we just need you to wait out the room for a while. And I'm like, all right. So my girlfriend was actually across the hall at the time. It was a co-ed dorm. Mm-hmm. So I just went over there, and I'm like, yeah, Cookie's being arrested? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, and they were, like, going through his stuff, seeing how much weed or drugs he had on him. Gotcha. Um, and then they started escorting him out and kicked him off campus. Wow. Was it surprising knowing that uh that they would do that to him knowing that he might have had like you know he said his his father was a police chief and so do you think that was surprising or Well, I think people's parents know who they are, you mm. know? Like you you see the different mm. things your kid does and every now and then they might surprise you, but generally speaking, you know who your kid is. That's a, that's a um but I think what surprised me, Greg and Bob was just the way it went down, right? Mm-hmm. Because there was no reason for Donald to tell on um, Cookie. Mm-hmm. Like there was, there was no. They didn't have a negative interaction. People might have come to the door, but they stayed at the door. People weren't in. Gotcha. They weren't doing drugs in our uh, in our dorm or anything like that. He knew how to give a handshake. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. the thing is, I think Donald's because he did say he was like, you know, as the two black people here, if this was happening with one of us, we would have been gotten in trouble. And I think his whole thing was, you know, I'm not going to stand for something that would have affected me in a particular way, Um, which I'm still 50, 50 on. Right. Cause maybe he did us a favor Mm -hmm. or maybe he's a complete dick. I can't like, I really still can't really navigate that because if we look at it from a, a race issue perspective, I think there is a lot there to unpack, mm-hmm. and I think I purposely have avoided unpacking that because he was such a distasteful individual, mm. and Cookie was such a nice individual, but That's there true. was so much privilege that Cookie had, and still has, mm-hmm. despite the fact that he's made those mistakes, while if someone else made those mistakes, they'd be rotting in prison to this day. That's a fact. And I'm aware that, post that situation, he was not in prison. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, and I think he had gotten another situation and then he was not in prison, et cetera. While so many black kids are being stopped in the street for like whatever or mm-hmm. historically, and they almost spend life in prison for like the tiniest things. Correct. Uh, so, yeah, I do think there is that aspect of it. But all the same, the and again, looking at it on the personality level, you know, again, he was such a distasteful individual. And yes. Cookie was just a guy making a little bit extra cash, you know? Right. So it's like, if we look at every kid, just as a kid making a little bit of extra cash versus the asshole, you know, <laughs> then it becomes a different perspective all over again. Did so. And then you said Cookie didn't even have nothing to say or didn't want to hug Donald after that. Of course not. No, no. I mean, he knew what it was. And Donald 
definitely changed from that day on. He spoke less. I feel like he took down his dirty laundry. Something happened dramatic where I saw the change in his character, but it was like too late. Oh, got yeah. you. Got you. Got you. Tried to make his way in, but it was it was way too late. Well, yeah. I mean, he... he the snitching he, thing is too far. He literally snitched. He removed someone that brought so much joy to the room. Like, Cookie was the nicest person, gotcha. probably in the entire campus. Oh, really? You know, he was just a sweet guy. Mm. So, Man, the dope guys are all the sweet guys. <laughs> Again, they're just making <laughs> extra cash. Making some extra cash. You can't you can't knock somebody when they're just making some extra cash. Yeah. They're not bringing no harm to your home. It's just, it's all love. Yeah. I mean, this guy would, uh, he, I think he was a DJ as well. He would be like me and him would just be going back and forth like hip hop records. Like, so there was a real chemistry. There was a real absolutely, bond. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. He bonded with every single dude in the room except for Donald. For Donald. And he tried. I saw it. Mm. God bless you, Donald. You know, we don't wish no bad upon nobody. But Oh, I'm sure Donald's doing fine. He was a bookworm. I think he was like a 4.0 student when he came to school. Did that type of 4.0 uh, hang over his head a lot? Did he wear that on his sleeves a lot? when it came to he was pompous okay he was very pompous okay but again he's a he's a black kid i want to say he was from was he from the bronx i think he might have been from bronx or queens i don't remember okay. uh, he wasn't from brooklyn um but i think it was very like i worked really hard to be here and i'm not gonna let anybody fuck it up for me there you go you know i think that's what his experience was gotcha um again he was an ass but i can understand asshole <laughs> i can understand how that perspective and situation led him to those decisions gotcha. I, in retrospect i didn't understand it back then but looking at it now I'm like okay well that makes sense you worked really hard to be here you don't want someone who has all this privilege to mess Black up your away. situation do you know that's a conversation though mm. if he if he had that personality with him donald you could have came and talked to cookie y'all could have all sat down had a group conversation and said woo 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 yeah but to, to snitch on somebody just like that to, to wipe away what they had going nah you know, yeah, I'm telling you, distasteful character. My God, I just want to throw up on them sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know if it's the fact that it's such a specific what <laughs> that bothers me, or just the mere fact that you thought you to say it. It just came right out. <laughs> okay, it's just natural. Like you just eat some bad McDonald's and you just want to throw up on them. Wow, <laughs> you just had McDonald's too. Please don't throw up in my. No, home. the Big Mac is really delicious. Okay, perfect. And especially you know this area is just phenomenal. Um, but yeah. Noted. Duly noted. <laughs> Duly noted. Our producer is uh, making a stink face. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You know, things just come out of my mouth randomly. But Also, what's our producer's uh, name? I need something to, to plug. P-Dog Producer. P-Dog Producer? Yes. All right. That's that's officially it. Tell out to P-Dog Producer, our producer. Because um, below, she's a big dog. How you like it like that? It's battle rap shit. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> our producer doesn't like to use her real name all the time, so that we were we were trying to come up with a tag name because I want to give her credit, but I recognize that she <laughs> is already done with us as she shakes her head in the corner. Yes, listen, you know, to deal with a personality with mainly eighty percent minds is kind of complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is such a gentle soul and so sweet. Oh, I, I get on everyone's nerve every now and then too. Every now and then, that's, but, that's that's human. But me, I'm, I get on everybody's nerve every maybe forty five minutes. So. <laughs> Uh, do you have any more thoughts or questions? Because I wanted to um, actually drop the email in case anyone had any questions no, sure. to ask us. Uh, if you want to email us about today's theme, you can email the real Mike Wilson mail at gmail.com. I'll do it. I'll do one for the podcast, but that's the one I have right now. Uh, and you can email us about your experience uh, living with a roommate or roommates 
what is the next story? I think the next story is Hostile Love. Yes. Mm. Hostile Love is the the theme behind that. It's kind of about roommates, but more so about having someone in your life who you think you deem imperfect, who gets everything that you think you want. Right. Like having some sort of person around you who you're like, it's not like a Donald thing where it's like, I dislike you as much as it is like you're a flawed human being. Yet all the ladies want you. And I don't understand that. Mm. Right. So if you have anything, any stories about being around a person who fits that kind of criteria, someone that you just didn't think was a very, you know, wonderful individual that everyone else thought was a wonderful individual. Please email us at the real and mail at gmail.com. Tell us about either one of those experiences and maybe we'll share it on the next episode. Absolutely. Yep. Perfect. Look forward to the next story. It's going to be beautiful. The real Mike Wilson sitting down. P Dog is in the cut. Wait, wait, but how do we follow JB? How do we follow Jeremy Bay? Support JB. You can follow me at YWS Podcast One. That's my IG. You know, much love. Uh, then you can also follow uh, me at TRMWBK. That's TRMWBK. Let me see if there's any other ending show notes I want to mention. Uh, talked about next week things. Yeah, I think we'll see you next time on Faces the Podcast. Take care, guys. Till next time. God bless.